You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is <laughs> Debbie. I'm here with Christy and we have a special guest for our intro today. Yay. Hey guys. She's going to be What's on the up? podcast next week as the interviewee. So she's so, doing us a favor by sitting in on the intro that's for right. the one this week, but then you're going to hear the rest of her next week. That's right. Something new. I know. We like to keep things fresh uh, Totally. Here. We like to keep things moving. Uh-huh. Keep y'all guessing. Keep me mm-hmm. fresh. I didn't know there I was introing anyone. We so. didn't. Uh-huh. We didn't tell here you that are. ahead of time. But she's so good. She can just talk on the fly. Mm-hmm. So that voice you're hearing is Brittany Green. What up? Mm-hmm. Our That's girls good. minister over mm-hmm. in student ministry. So we're happy to have you on our intro for today. So Christy, what are we talking about? I have a word of the day. You do? We haven't done Word of the Day in a while. But I think this one I have to, we have to listen to it. Bailiwick. Bailiwick? Yeah. No, I need to see it. <laughs> right. Okay, Again. So Bailiwick. Bailiwick. That's not a word. B-A-I. Merriam-Webster says it is <laughs> it Brittany Green. It doesn't sound like a real word. I know. B-A-I-L-I-W-I-C-K. It's a noun. Yeah, because that's not my bit, like my expertise, my bailiwick. Boom. It refers yeah. to the domain or sphere in which someone has superior knowledge or authority. Oh, fundraising wow. or fundraising events are his bailiwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, the CDC is good at putting out information. It's yeah, their, that's their, their bailiwick. 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 That sounds like a verb, though. That's their bailiwick. Well, no, I guess I made it a noun. That's I did. Noun. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Look yeah. at me. I don't even know. It. <laughs> <laughs> you, you used grammar correctly. That's good. Okay. It sounds very verbish. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be the grammar police. I'm did you're it. not policing. No. No, you're, you're not. You shouldn't be telling you. That's you're being you're a bailiwick here. right now. By it's, you have superior domain or information, knowledge of grammar than I do. So I appreciate it. What? <laughs> Why did, so is that the word of the day according to the dictionary.com? Yeah. Okay. You didn't just pick it. No. Okay. I legit type in word of the day and hmm. that's what pops up. Well, it makes us all smarter. Hmm? Makes us all smarter. Yeah. Now, Debbie, you just really knew the word, like the definition. Did you look at the word of the day before we no. walked in? Is that like a daily habit? Look at the word of the day? Not no, at all. you just knew this word. I did yeah. just happen to know this word. Hmm. The more you hear it too, the more you kind of go, wait, well, I've heard this before. And I, I knew it because I think there were some books I had read at one time that had that word in it. I just can't remember what the book is. And now the it's going to bother series. me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it does. It sounds like something that should be in like a Jane Austen era. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. it's, uh, I'm sure was, it's that yeah. type of a book. And now I just can't, for the life of me, now it's going to bug me. I'm just mm. going to be, but mm. I totally had read. And that's when I get my vocabulary, I have to say, it's not from memorizing. So I did terrible on the SATs. Terrible. Because I'm horrible at just knowing vocab necessarily off the top of my head. But if I have a minute to go back and replay where I've heard it someplace or where I've read it, that's how I know kind of like what it might mean. Yeah, it makes but sense. I'm terrible at like yeah. 
memorizing stuff because like, we need context to bring meaning i yeah. do <laughs> yeah i don't know if everybody we does, need that for all of but life <laughs> i totally absolutely yeah. i like mm-hmm. and that's what i'm like that with people's names too like i will not remember somebody's name and i'll go into the office and i'll t- tell cindy okay it's this person this happened with them their kid is this they do and we back talk, and then she can go oh it's this person <laughs> So she can remember the mm-hmm. name. I can remember the context. Yeah. And, um, she's great so with names too. Oh, she's so good. Mm-hmm. She re- like, some people are just good at that memorization. Yes, they right? are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not, I've never have been, mm-hmm. never have been. Yep. So I accepted that about myself, yeah. but well, I happen to know that one once I <laughs> yeah. back to you know. the context of <laughs> the You nailed it, girl. You nailed it. But um, anyway, but yeah, we are going to today on the podcast, we have um, Pastor David Fuquay. Um, executive pastor pastor. give him his full title (laughs) speaking of bailiwick yeah his he is like an expert in something called strength finders which is Mm -hmm. you know what we're going to talk about because it's just another it's a different it's not a personality test tool it's a tool to use yeah it's not a personality test no Mm -mm. it's not and so it's very interesting i had never had you ever heard Strength Finders before we did this? Brittany, I think so. With the staff, mm-hmm. you did. Yeah, but I hadn't done it until we did it a year ago or two years ago with the staff. But I had heard people talk about it. It's it's a lot used in like um, corporate, corporate world, world. more right. so. So I have a lot of friends that their mm-hmm. bosses would be really into it, or so like my parents. They, my dad, like his. I never boss worked goes in corporate world. Phases, so. so yeah, because my husband they, knew what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. He knew what Strength mm-hmm. Finders was. So mm-hmm. that yeah, that yeah. totally makes sense. So some yeah. Do you remember what any of your labels were no. now that we're sitting here? No, because like, no. we talked about it and then we haven't. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, David's about, real, to talk, David's about to talk about it again, which yeah. is cool. I mean, he did a great job. Uh-huh. Um, and it's interesting because you can use it in a lot of different ways, not just in the workplace. Um, and David kind of explains that um, and how it's been helpful in his marriage to Michelle and that kind of stuff. So it's a great conversation. So that is what um, the, the interview is for today. But then we are interviewing you, mm-hmm. um, and next week we're going to... I don't know that this is my bailiwick, anyone, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> awesome. You're the girls' minister, though, and we're going to talk about... So we're plugging Brittany's interview for next week um, because we're going to talk about girls. Yeah, teen girl, mental health. The CDC put out some reports on like studies they've been doing for 10 years, so we have mostly studied it. In we're going to break it down about it. Next we're going to break it down some because like we've talked about before, like their job bailiwick. We're going to just mm-hmm. use that word. I know. So good. <laughs> so good. It's funny. I that's the word of that today. <laughs> we didn't even plan it. Um, is just to provide data, but mm-hmm. then we have yeah. to interpret it. Right. And sure. people yeah. kind of have different interpretations and what to do about it. And so that'll just be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, anything else, Christy? No. You brought the word, the word mm-hmm. of the day. That's I did it. my job. I'm done. Out. <laughs> done. See ya. <laughs> okay. So um, here is the interview, everybody. I hope you enjoy. All right. So we are here with David Fuquay today. And remind me, is this your second or third time? This is time? my second, second time on the podcast. Second time on the podcast. Because yeah. we had you on when you were still only here like a few months, right? That's like correct. you were kind of green mm-hmm. around the gills yeah, when it came right. to Frisco first. Mm-hmm. David, just to remind everybody, is our executive pastor. So he's the boss of Christy and I. 
um, here, and we hope we make life easy on him, but I don't know. It depends on the date, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know what boss means. I, well, that's I, good. <laughs> you could use that loosely. Yeah, very loosely. <laughs> I get to uh, I get to be the coach from behind. I get to kind of say, hey, that's where they're going. Let me get in front of them. So, well, and, uh, and after hearing the softball stories, yeah. I, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good with that version of Coach David. I do. Hey, <laughs> I am now a championship coach wow our girls won the championship this last year so how many well, seasons have you been chasing the championship uh, five or six that's a lot. it's it was a it's long huge. time coming um, that's awesome we had a perfect season and lost in the uh, um, playoffs one time but this year we put it all together oh good so finally wow. got the ring so are you retiring no no we're doubling down we're oh defend the diamond that's what we're calling and it. so let oh, me ask fun. i've wanted to ask you this but every time i hear a story from you coaching wise and staff meeting <laughs> you're pointing your pen at me, i, I am oh, sorry I, I am, but it's a nice sorry. point it's like um what does ava think about you coaching like a she ava is the daughter he coaches just so we that's know great. who's amazing i've worked with her a lot up here because she's, she's a great character. she is a great kid um, but what does she think about you and your passion for softball coaching and you being her coach I think she likes it overall. I yeah. think there are times definitely when um, she listens to the other head coach mm. uh, more than she listens to me or her mom. But, you know, her mom pitched uh, in high school. And so she's learning how to pitch from her mother. And so I think that's been really healthy. Oh, she's got a double whammy. Oh, yeah. No, we both coach. And, um, you know, it's been an... It's been great for us, and I think it's been good for her. I don't know if she would say great, but... You and Michelle get along and when you coach together? No, 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 Okay, no, thank no. you. I was like, Greg yeah, and I could no. never coach together. Okay, see, then I we hear that, see... and I want to go to more stories. I want to yeah. win into that. We don't even stand on like... the same side of the field. Like no, we're, we're side, in the dugout together, yeah. but sometimes, you know, especially with her background in, in pitching, she knows more of how to encourage someone and how mm -hmm. to coach someone on the mound. So I might yell something towards the mound that she wouldn't have yelled or, and she'll tell me that or was wrong and she'll correct mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. out loud. And so <laughs> there are definitely times where it's like, okay, we just need to, one of us needs to leave the dugout and it's not going to be her. So I'm mm -hmm. going to go on first base or whatever. <laughs> Good. So do you so. ever have times you guys have to get home and say, okay, we have to have a little family debrief. There's yeah. some recovery. There's like a recovery period not, from not the game. Not that many times over the last six seasons, but maybe once or twice. Yeah. Do you okay. even make it home? I would think you'd have to have that conversation in the car. No, or is the car just quiet? The car. No, the car no, the car's just quiet. quiet. Yeah. That's okay. what I would picture. I'm picturing okay. everybody yeah. getting in the car and it just being total Nobody silence. talked. And then you get home. And I, and here's the thing, and this is like hard for some people to understand. I don't hate I hate losing. I don't love winning. <laughs> Say that it's, again. It's not about the winning for me. It really is. It's about you just can't lose. I can't lose. That's okay. what, like, if it was a tie every single week, I would walk away emotionally great. I don't love winning. It's mm. not like I'm thriving to win. It's just I'm trying to avoid losing. But in that the is end, a horrible mentality. <laughs> but in the Isn't end, I it? think that yes, that you cannot. No, you have to raise athletes that want to win, and they don't play to lose. They're That's playing right. to win. That's right. And so you have to. You you can find a kid real fast yeah. and be like, that kid's playing not to lose. Right. Versus the other kids, you're like, oh, that kid's playing to win. And it's a huge mentality on whatever court you're on. 
Oh, yeah. coaching and I'm wise, just I'm just saying emotionally, coaching. Yeah. Personally for I, you. It's the losing that sticks with me. The yeah. winning, yeah, I'm it. done by the time I get to the car. I'm like, okay, that was fun. Let's yeah. go. But you do enjoy winning the championship. It sounds oh, like enjoy, that, yes, that is that was a, the That was the mountain we've the been pinnacle. trying to climb. But did you have the mentality of, oh, we didn't lose? Or were you like, we won? No, was, that one was what we won. Okay, good. I'm, I'm speaking, maybe I said it wrong, but just emotionally, the, the losses are devastating. They mm-hmm. stick with you Where longer. emotionally, the wins are, are not really oh, that big a deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that happens though to a lot of people, which does motivate them to go. I just have to win because the yes. losing sticks with me forever. Forever. That's, right. That's what you totally. Remember. I've got a couple kids like that. Yeah, but then I have one remember. that doesn't want to lose, so he will play not to lose, and he more times loses than he does win yeah. because he's playing not to lose. So he's playing scared. This is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. you're playing more um, defensive minded versus let's get out there. Keep driving to the basket, son, because you're going to yeah. make more times you keep going. Percy's like, oh, I missed my last two. I don't know if I can shoot can anymore. Be done. No, no. You got to keep shooting. Yeah. Keep shooting because that's how you get points. That's, so do you... that's what we do with softball, too. Yeah. We're, we're like, strikeouts don't matter. We want you to strike yeah, out that's good, because we want you to keep, keep swinging. swinging. And our girls hit. I mean, that's that's how we win is mm-hmm. because we hit better than every team. Do Most they still love are... the game when oh, you're yeah. push, pushing that hard? So. I think so. Yeah, I mean, really. That's <laughs> open I mean, for it's discussion. my thing. I mean, they're, they're twelve and thirteen year old girls. It's hard to know that they love anything at this age. But they keep but, coming back. Haven't you retained most of the same girls? They're all the same girls. See, there you go. That's a sign that they love yeah. it because so, they're coming back. They're coming time. back. They're yeah. coming back. Okay. So it's that's fun. Good. It's a lot of fun. These girls are amazing girls, and um, they play well together. So I, I think we're having fun. I don't know. That's You'd awesome. have to ask them. I'll get them to come on the podcast. You should. That would be fun. <laughs> well, and I I mean, we just, we have a lot of intense sports families around here. So yeah. when we get mm-hmm. somebody on that it, it runs with that kind of intensity, yeah. I always love to ask those questions <laughs> because a lot of people identify with that around it here. It is a sports dark flaw in my character. <laughs> it's not a, no, you own it. It is not a dark flaw, David. We own these amazing strengths that we bring to the table. People like Debbie don't enjoy these as much. And so sports she's on the other side. I am more of the, she makes it her doesn't cringe. matter how much I win. If I hate something and I ain't doing it. Yeah. So I have to enjoy it and love it. So if I enjoy it and love it and I lose, I'm still happy because I enjoyed also, it. <laughs> but you also get caught up from what you've communicated. Yeah. It's like if there's a parent player issue on the court, like on the sideline, Debbie's like, oh my gosh, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I don't like this. I've got to leave. <laughs> and she's lost the game. She has no That's idea right. what's happening. I want to fix she's it. She's watching this Because I want to fix it. Yes. Because I have to go. We have to take care of this. Everyone stop. Yeah, this no. conflict has to get resolved. <laughs> you just say and they're now crazy. They're crazy, and then you focus here, and you let them do their crazy. Yeah. So I, w- I did. I lost moments of Joel's games because I would be too focused uh-huh. on parents yelling and other things, and it just – it does. It makes I, – I will readily admit my anxiety goes up. I have found I am a much better coach than I am a parent in the stand. A parent in the stand, mm. I lose my mind. As a coach, I'm like, okay, I gotta keep it together. All right, mm-hmm. I gotta. <laughs> yeah. So that's been helpful. It's for been you. very helpful. For Accountable. Because Ava plays on several different teams, so I do sit in the stands sometimes, and I find myself yelling a lot more at the umpire mm. as the parent than I do as the coach. As yeah. the coach, I could totally see that. Yeah, I can see that. Our when one of Joel's coaches got kicked out of the games twice. <laughs> Once he threw a punch at a pylon. Oh, Another wow. one, he was yelling at the refs. Yeah. I mean, and got, and again, I, I could feel mm. my armpits, mm-hmm. my hands, everything. Mm, your whole body's sweating. Sweating <laughs> and just wanting to go around personally to everyone and apologize. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> I can't 
I could see you doing that. Totally. Yeah. And so it was, it is funny. So I'm always just, I love these kind of interactions because I know around here there's, it's a real deal. Yeah. It's a real deal. Well, it's fun because you ask questions that we don't think about because that's just how we are and what we do. You're like, it's it's a part of where you're like, seriously? And you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be doing that. And I'm Debbie like, saying, I'm everybody, everybody's okay after that, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. We all great. get in the car and we don't talk. Yeah, exactly. We just don't talk. Yeah. It's, we're great. We learn silence. <laughs> so fun. Okay, so you're going to talk to us today, switching kind of gears a little yeah. bit. Speaking of strengths, yeah. Um, we did something as a staff when you first came. You've brought a lot of your strengths to your role here, things that we haven't done before. But one of them was something you had us as a staff fill out called Strength Finders. Right. And Strength Finders is actually, there's a free test online if somebody, after we're done with this discussion, wants to go and even I think you pay for it. find it. Well, there was there's different levels. There's ones you can take and you get a quick little free okay. feedback thing, I think. Okay. I, if I remember, I could be wrong. And yeah, I'm so sorry if I'm, I'm leading you poorly. I'm not if there is. A quick. The one I'm familiar with is by Gallup. Uh, it's based on a book called Strength Finder 2.0. And... Uh, by written by a guy named Clifton and you pay for it. It's usually about $15 and you get five. Oh, so that's not too bad. No, it's not okay. not bad at all. You don't have to read the book. It, the, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it gives you your top five strengths. And really what it's identifying is what we would call talents. It means that you are better than 10,000 other people at something. And it helps you identify those somethings in your life where you just naturally are good at. And so we call those um, talents, and they lump them together in what's called a theme, meaning that many people have similar talents. And so when you have similar talents, you can put it together in a theme. There's 34 themes. Following me? So out of these 34 themes, how do we take that and make it into a strengths, which is why they call it strengths finder. So you start with talent. And then you add skills and practice, and it becomes a strength in your life. And then you can use it over and over again. So Yeah, it was interesting. What were yours? When you took it, what were yours? Mine were, are you ready? I'm Mm -hmm. trying, and I remembered some of it, but my top one was input. Yes. And uh, Dave was like, oh yeah, I've been working with you now for a while. These are feeling (laughs) familiar. Um, No, my top one was input, um, which is the inquisitive part, you know, collecting information, my big reader. And the Mm -hmm. other one was learner. My second was learner, which is also that arranger is the other one where when there's stu- a lot of stuff going on f- faced with kind of a complex kind of situation, you like to move the pieces around to make mm. everything work or whatever. And I think of like VBS and camp and I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's probably me too. And then my next one was woo, which is just basically your extroverted people um, who love people and like to talk to people and learn about people and the ones in the room that tend to know a lot of people, which that, that That's is you? me. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one was positivity, um, generous praise, you know, smiling, which I think goes along a lot of time with the extroversion to me. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so those were my five, which means it's funny. Cause I didn't have a lot of like the strategic part, which is one, even though I'm an arranger mm-hmm. and that goes to kind of the, are those the thing? What is there's a lit, they all fall under a certain list. Yeah. Right? So those categories, there's four categories. There's like executive or, uh, execution, there's strategy, there's relational. And then off the top of my head, I can't remember the fourth category, uh, influencing. Yeah, that's okay. right. So there's two that's more relational and there's two that's more strategic execution. And those are your themes. The, the themes fall into this, um, bigger category 
in order to, to say, hey, we all have strengths as a team in these categories. Where are some of the advantages of that and what are some things we need to be aware of? So mine was definitely more around, I guess, the influence. I'm trying to remember the three I had more wherever, but um, I liked it because, number one, the test is very positive. You're not talking yeah. about any of the, yeah. hey, this person may right. do this if they're not functioning well or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. It was all very positive, which was different. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but it did give you somewhere to go, right, as a team. We talked about the, kind of your arrangement of putting us into certain places and situations to help with certain things. But what were yours, Christy? Do you remember uh, yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I did not remember them. I wrote them down oh, today. Good for coming. You. Prepping. I do sometimes prepare for these things. <laughs> Achiever, activator, learner, relator, and restorative. Mm-hmm. What's the restorative one? I don't remember that one. Let's glance at our reference guide. It is people strong and the restorative theme are adept at dealing or adept with dealing with problems. They're good at figuring out what is wrong and resolving it. Oh, totally. hundred oh, yeah. percent. And I have problem no problem solver. resolving it. Here's a problem. Let's figure it out. Let's go. Solutions. Yes. Oh, there is unhealthy barrier descriptors on here. So mm-hmm. I guess there is a little bit of negative. Yeah, yeah we call those when, so part of the story is that I used to be a strengths finder coach, which means I'm trained in helping other people find their strengths and kind of how do you implement them. And I can talk a little bit more about strengths mm-hmm. in a second. But what we call that is basement or balcony, or um, we also refer to it as mature or raw. And so when we're not using our strengths to their full advantage, we would call that basement. We would mm-hmm. say, oh, you're, you're a learner, but you're, you're trapped in this cycle mm-hmm. of always feeling like you have to add more information rather than going deep. Well, that's kind of in the basement. When you're applying that knowledge and you're saying, I'm using that skill to become better at something, well, that's at the balcony, right? You're, you're at the top of the game. Or mm-hmm. raw material, if you're analytical and, and you're using it as a raw, meaning the basement, then you're analyzing everything and it's driving you crazy. And it's like analysis by paralysis kind of thing. Exactly. You can't make decisions. But okay, it, that's but interesting. But if it's mature or, or you're using it in the balcony, then you're using that in order to move forward, not just sit and continually analyze. So balcony and basement are what I like. I think they've moved away from that language to say raw and mature. mature. Interesting. So if people are listening... Mm-hmm. Hopefully if, they are. If people, yeah. thank you for catching that. If people are listening, what is the point of, let's say you're a stay home mom. Let's mm-hmm. say you're working. Let's say, um, what's the point of knowing these? Like, I love yeah. this kind of stuff. So this is like, for me, like, oh, this is great. You are a learner. Kids. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, and like the relator, I just like knowing, oh, this is what I'm good at and owning mm-hmm. it and being like, oh yes, I knew I was good at that. And it puts like a, puts me in a little bit of a box or gives me mm-hmm. something that I can relate to. But some people have already turned us off because they're like, I don't, I don't need, like, what's the, what's, what's the point? How yes. does this apply to me? If you're not me? in the workplace, if you're not on a team. No, that's great. It's a great question. So let me put it in the context of other personality assessments. So we've probably all heard, probably all been a part of Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Well, Myers-Briggs is really about how you see the world. You're either an introvert or an extrovert. You're either for justice or you're for the other eye. I forget you're intuitive your thinker or intuitive. So Myers-Briggs is about how do I perceive the world? And so knowing that helps you recognize like, oh, I see the world in a certain way. Enneagram is more about your motivation. It's a little bit about your personality, but it's also about your motivation. Why do I do what I do? Why do I, am I going in this direction? They give you a number 
And the thing about Enneagram is it kind of gives you that positive and negative you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, Debbie. It's It really kind of relates to, hey, these are the things you do well, but these are the things you're going to do poorly, and this is how you interact with a three, or this is mm-hmm. how you interact with an eight. I do like that part about the Enneagram. Yeah. Because it's very relational. It's useful, but it's all about motivation. It's about your internal motivation. And they kind of have a basement and balcony thing, too, where they have the different layers of functionality for each number or whatever. But it still goes into motivation, I guess, more than like this is what your growing strengths are or whatever. And then they have something called insight discovery. And insight Mm -hmm. discovery is more about your interaction with others. So a lot of businesses and teams will use that to say here's how you interact with each other some people may be familiar with the disc Mm, and that's what i grew up on yeah so the disc is about how you communicate how Mm. you talk to other people is related to either your dominance or your social or your connections however the disc is and then of course five love languages and that's more about your emotions right so strengths finder is a little bit different than all of those although they're all personality assessments in the general sense each one kind of gives you this different slice of the pie well strengths finder comes in and says you have this raw talent in you and so how do we develop that in order for it to be a strength so the reason someone would want to learn their strengths Mm -hmm. is because they would want to know when i walk into a situation whether it's um, conflict in the home whether it's purpose of my life whether it's at a job or even it's coaching i mean coaching is a great example we kind of talked about that earlier how what am i going to use in order to be the best possible person i can be and so Hmm. um, donald clifton always talks about let's talk about what's right with people rather than what's wrong with people and so what i love about strengths finder is they they talk about lead with positive intent you're not really allowed as a coach to label someone we would never say oh debbie you're a learner like that's a mm. label and some of these other personality assessments, mm-hmm. that's exactly what yeah. they do. Yeah. Like, like you're oh, a three or you're a high eye. You're or an you're eight. A... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. You, even, you even change the way you say it too with your tone. Uh-huh. Like exactly. if it's positive, it's a high eye, eight yeah. or yeah. high. And, yeah. Oh, you're an eight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can, tell. can tell. You did this. Yeah. I can tell. Uh-huh. You must be a fill-in-the-blank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so finders is different than that sense of we would say you learn in order to achieve what you want to achieve. So rather than telling you what you should be doing, mm-hmm. it's telling, it's trying to help you figure out how you should be doing it. So if you're a, um, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you have input, recognizing that that input is you're going to collect a lot of data. You're going to really look for a lot of different things. Input also is probably the collector. Like for me, I love to collect vinyl right now but you kind of jump from one collection to another, and that's sure. one of my strengths. And so knowing Does that... Does Michelle view that as a strength, collecting vinyl no, and bringing... Okay. absolutely Just not. Just to but clarify that. But that's not her strength. Fast. That's not her strength. Uh, she has other Sorry. strengths. So part of it is the spouse married to someone. Yeah, the same exactly. strength. This helps you understand well, your spouse. Yeah, yes. And it does help understand because like yeah. I, I have collected different things over the years mm-hmm. and just kind of moved on from that. 
but it helps recognize of like, oh, this is part of who I am, and it's not just some weird habit I've yeah. fallen into. Like order, you mean? Exactly. Sorry, exactly. So just slight correction. So, um, so again, going back to the to the moms or to the women who are interested in strengths finding, the reason you want to know mm-hmm. is so that you know how to approach a problem or you know how to approach looking for something. Mm. You know, my strengths are learner, analytical relator which is interesting because relator means a small group of people that you go really deep with and then input and achiever and so mm-hmm. achiever is a big one in mm-hmm. my life so, so what makes mm-hmm. this different than like a gifts assessment spiritual gifts assessment. spiritual gifts assessment thank you what makes this different than a gifts so assessment? a spiritual gifts assessment is basically going to tell you what you should be doing so you should be a helper you should be a teacher you should because be- your spiritual gift is this xyz on the assessment they're saying from there you can assume these are where you should exactly. be going you should to be serving you serve. should be input you know i'm sorry not input but you should be using that gift to glorify god in this way so then strengths finders instead says these your strengths and you can use it in many different areas you can use them in all the all areas. the areas right. so i feel like so why doesn't the church do more of this well that's how i got it's not into biblical. it biblical <laughs> <laughs> it is not based on the bible that is correct but donald cliff but was it would probably help all of us with our service <laughs> issue yeah. totally totally so, would. so it's a great totally. so uh, the way i got involved with strengths finder was actually really interesting i was working for another church and we looked at all these personalities um, assessments, and they said, we want an expert in every single one of them. And so by all of the experts mm. coming together, we're going to learn how to operate as a team. So they would send people off to these different locations for Myers-Briggs, Discovery Insight, Enneagram, and different experts would go and become a coach or become trained in that way. I pick Strengths Finder, and again, I pick Strengths Finder because I do want to focus on what's right with people and not what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the leading with positive intent of saying everyone has something, and we've just got to uncover what that something is so that they can begin to apply it. Because the the problem is when you don't know what you're good at, you don't know to add skills to it, you don't know to add practice to it, so you're not sharpened. Here's another way, and I think I shared this with the staff a long time ago. Another way to think about it is a star. And I love that image because there are five talents that um, StrengthsFinder usually gives mm-hmm. you. And so you have this five-pointed star. It's how do we sharpen the points of the star? Mm-hmm. Where other assessments, and even in school, you hear what? I want to be a well-rounded individual. Well, if you're a well-rounded individual, it means you're really not going to stand out in any one way Mm -hmm. and so strengths finder says instead of trying to round off those sharp edges sharpen them and then that way you can know exactly which direction you're headed and then you can Mm -hmm. collaborate with other people and they can fill in the gaps rather than you trying to be everything to everyone you can partner with people who have strengths in areas you don't have so this would be a good test to do if you're married with your husband or your wife i would think so yeah, I mean, that it definitely is how do we approach problems. Mm-hmm. StrengthsFinder is really good about that. I think five love languages, if we're talking about marriages, I would say five love languages is a great way because 
the love languages is interesting in the sense that how I express myself may be one lang- love language, mm-hmm. but how I receive mm-hmm. love may be a totally different language. Right. And so, you know, Michelle and I went through this early in our marriage where we didn't know each other's love language and I'm trying to give her gifts and her love language is service. Mm. And so, you know, I'm trying to communicate love by, you know, showing up on early or giving her something and she's trying to say, well, what I really need you to do is vacuum. What mm-hmm. I really need mm-hmm. you to do is clean the dishes, which as soon as I figured that out, it was like, okay, if that's how I can express love to you, even though it's not natural for me, I would love to do that because I love you mm-hmm. and I want to show that to you. Yeah. But I'm trying to communicate in a way that she wasn't hearing. She was trying to communicate to me in a way that I wasn't receiving well. So once we figured that out, it's been great. So but were you guys open to receiving that from each other? Oh, yeah. From the beginning? That's good. Because I think that's part of the important thing is like not, I'm showing you love in all these ways and you're not appreciating it. Instead, listening, going, I'm willing to adapt yeah. and change no, as we I were, get to know you. Especially in our 20s, we were trying to figure out how do we love each other well? How do we make this last for a lifetime? And so it was really, um, yeah, we were totally open to all input at that point of just being like, tell us what we're doing wrong because we want to fix this. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's been great. It's been really good. So strengths finders, yes, Mm -hmm. it will help with marriages. I think it will help um, know how you approach. So let me give an example on that. So when I... Uh, I, I just finished my MBA. You guys Congratulations. are the first, one, first ones to know. Yay. Uh, okay, what number, this, number degree first before you say when you're graduating? Well, this is my third master's. Okay, third mm-hmm. master's degree. Just want to get that out there. Okay, yeah. and when are you graduating? Uh, it's this Friday, and so okay. I'm official. I'm, I'm done with um, school. M- Michelle says I'm done forever, so we'll see. Look That's got to equal Michelle. one doctorate. I mean, three master's degree has got yeah, to equal think, a doctorate degree. I would degree. think a doctorate and a half. Right? <laughs> so um, so writing papers for, um, for my MBA, this is how I approach it. As a learner, I'm going to learn. I'm going to read books. I'm going to dive deeply into a lot of stuff. Input means I'm not going to look at just one or two resources. I'm going to have like 10 different resources. Analytical is I want to really hone that down to one or two sentences. If I can get, if I read a whole book and I can walk away with one sentence, I feel like that's a positive thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I kind of approach. So for me, writing a paper is, takes a lot of energy because I'm getting so much input where other people have different strengths. And so they might have the arranger strength. Mm -hmm. And so they say, Oh, I first need to write this paragraph. And then this paragraph, I start with all the knowledge, all the input and then I start to um, move it down rather than saying, well, I need to find this nugget of information first and then this nugget of information second. Same paper, mm-hmm. same professor, but two different approaches based upon your strengths. And mm-hmm. so if you're a woo person and you were approaching a paper, you might talk to people about it. You may want to say, well, what are you writing about? What do you think about this topic? And it's more of a relational approach to writing the paper where I, the first thing I want to do is I want to sit down with books and I want to learn everything I need to learn, even though I know it's not all going to end up. In there. It takes me forever, which is the negative part for me is it does like if I'm doing a sermon, I, I have so much information that I can never get to 
Um, and so it takes me just a really long time. Like I could never do what Chuck does and write a sermon every single week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes me a month to write a sermon because I have five sermons. So many things and you have to <laughs> yeah. take gotta, it down. Yeah. I've got to hone it down. Yeah. So. I would always try, I would go too long when I would speak because I would always try to get, it was always hard to figure out what to take off. Right. Exactly. So it's interesting, even something like strengths finders, just like the personality things, it speaks to what you're saying, just about everything you're doing. Right. And, and it's helped me a lot knowing my strengths. It helped me a lot on how I would approach something that seems overwhelming. So again, Ooh, going back, about that. yeah, going back to people who are saying, well, why would I want to know this? Well, when you look at something that is overwhelming, whatever it is, if it's in your life, it's in your business, if it's in your home, if it's something that you're like, how do I approach this? The, the way that I would approach it, knowing my strengths is I would first try to learn about it. Mm-hmm. I would go and because my learner leans toward the printed word, I don't you know, listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't watch a lot mm-hmm. of uh, informational movies or anything like that. I read and so I, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find articles about that subject. And then I'm going to arrange those articles. That's my input. I'm going to have it categorized so that I can come back to it. And then I'm going to analyze it. And I'm going to try to find, okay, what is this, the essence of this person? What is this coming down to? And then I'm going to start executing, which is the achiever. Then I'm going to start putting pen to a paper if it's a problem that can be written about. Or I'm going to start coming up with a strategy in order to approach it. But whatever that is, whether it's what college should my kid go to, that, that's a big thing, right? And so I'm going to approach it by, hey, let's research all the colleges and let's figure out what each one offers and let's go to each one and learn a little bit more mm. about it. Now let's, what are the one or two takeaways from that college visit? And again, you know how to approach any problem because you know your strengths and you know what you can lean on where people who have different types of strengths are going to approach that same problem of, well, what college do, do, would I go to or what college do I help my kid get into they, they might reproach it from a relational way, or they might ask people's opinions. The influencer would say, hey, let me get everyone's opinion and mm. see what the majority would say. So it helps you knowing how to approach any problem. It gives you that first step mm-hmm. to say, I've got to approach this problem with this. And mine being the greatest strength on mine is learner. I know the first thing I want to do is be alone, read about it, then I can jump in. I think that's such a good point too, because I think people doubt their abilities to learn things or to do things mm-hmm. because they don't think it's the right way. Cause I'm, you know, the, like you mentioned the people that like to talk and or like a mm-hmm. wooer. Oh my gosh, I have to go talk to everybody about this. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't function that way. I could actually care less what anybody else thinks, but if I just sit and know what, for example, going to school, what my kid wants to do. All right, let's come up with an action plan on that where other people need to talk or need to do research. And I'm like, no, let's just, this is what you want to do. Where do you want to go? Okay. Let's just narrow it down. We're going to go from here and then we're going to move forward. But I think it allows you to, to live in your strengths and not doubt right. how you're doing the process. Just because it's get different than somebody yes, else. Cause I think we always compare ourselves to each other going, well, she's doing it that way. Is that the right way or the wrong way? Right. Even parenting, right? Like, Oh, or conflict resolution. Was that the right way or wrong way? Well, how are you wired to handle that situation? And this is a great way to say, 
No, I'm doing it the way I'm wired, and that's a fine way to do it. Because how many are there on here? There's like 34. a lot. 34 different ways you can and handle the, the situation. So there's five of those four. <laughs> you make all those different combinations, right, with yeah. five. So what would be interesting to me is what if you have two people married mm-hmm. that have – you have to make room for each other's approaches. Right. So how do you do that if you're like someone like you who needs to take everything in like that? You need right. to sit and quiet. Mm-hmm. But then what if you're somebody over here goes, oh, no, I need to go talk to everybody. And you're married to each other and you come at things absolutely, totally differently. So there's probably a wife right now listing going, my husband's like this and mm-hmm. it drives me crazy because he's analytical. He looks at everything, writes it all down. And it takes us forever to make a decision. Right. Whereas I just want to move. Life just needs to go. Um, you know, I want to make a decision and move. Like, what would you suggest then? How do you make room for each other's yeah, different mean, way of approaching things? Listening is is part of it, right? So again, just going to my strengths, the first thing I want to do is I want to learn why my wife wants to approach it a certain way. Empathy is Michelle's greatest gift, is one of her strengths. And so again, going back to the college thing, because we have had two kids choose two different colleges in two different states. And that was hard decisions. We we visited a lot of colleges. And well, didn't you have one kid switch his major? And we've had one switch. I mean, his that's major. hard too. Drastically yes. switched it from like engineering a... to creative yes. media. Yes, I remember <laughs> hearing that, being like, "That's got to be hard." For so, <laughs> so in those situations, what Michelle is approaching it and saying, "Well, how did that college make you feel?" Because hers is empathy, mm. and I'm saying, "What did we learn from that?" <laughs> yes, that's a great example because you're like. She's like, walk on campus. What does this exactly. feel like to you? What's the vibe you get? That would be more me. Like, mm-hmm. what is the... And I'm like, major in what you love. And my husband is... That does learned. not make money. How much does it cost? <laughs> exactly. No, you can't major in like arts and crafts. <laughs> you, need to, right. you know, we come in at very different. That's, so that's a good example. And and it's, it's recognizing. So it's listening to each other, but it's also recognizing that they are filling in gaps that mm-hmm. we all have. So even though we all have five great strengths they we also have weaknesses Mm -hmm. and so although strengths finder doesn't spend a lot of time talking about weaknesses it does say partner with people who are not like you partner with people who can fill in the gaps and so empathy and learning as we look at those two things together we both helped our children come to the right conclusion i believe for their lives because we were approaching it from two different ways. So mm-hmm. it's listening to one another. For me, I approach her with, okay, let me learn why she's approaching it that way, which is usually empathy. And then I think from her perspective, she would say she has to use her empathy to give me the patience and the, the space mm-hmm. in order to get to the same conclusion. Because she usually gets to the right conclusion a lot faster than I do, but I need a little bit more space and time in order to really think through it and learn about it. And then I, I get to where she was 10 minutes ago. Because then you're actually appreciating each other. Exactly. You're not just putting up yeah. with each other's differences. You're exactly. actually appreciating Well, and it's leaning on it. I mean, yeah. it, it's definitely saying... You know, hey, Dave, you're missing something in in all of these conversations. Let me help you. And then also I can come to her and, and kind of say, hey, we are, this is where we are with the numbers. Let's let's really look at the numbers and then you can help me communicate that. Mm-hmm. So, it's learning to listen, like you said at the beginning, though, without a rebuttal. Right. Like learning just to sit and be like, oh, 
okay. Yeah. Not ready for something to. That's good truth out. right there too. Yeah. Learning to listen without a rebuttal. That's here's good. here's the greatest thing that that I have learned over the last several years, especially. But it goes with personality and it goes with everything. I think. Be curious. Mm-hmm. If you can be curious about another person, about a topic, about pretty much anything, that's going to serve you well. And just ask questions and listen to the answer. But if you're only asking the question in order to then think about your next question or Mm -hmm. your reply or whatever it is, you're not really being curious. Mm -hmm. If you really walk into any situation with humility and say, I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to be curious and figure it out. um, I think it serves you well in marriage. I think it serves you well in life. And you said the word um, humility. Like when you first started, it was like, oh, humility's. Walking in humility, being humble in these conversations, you can't do that. So you can be curious, but be curious in a humble way. In a humble way. Well, and remember, you know, because we we are all Christians in this room. And so we, what is the main characteristic of Jesus Christ that we Mm. can emulate? It is humility. I mean, Christ set the example of humility. He um, was God Mm. and became flesh. I mean, that is the ultimate sacrifice in humility. And so that is the example he sets for us that we can actually follow in a real sense. And so we're always striving for that character quality of humility. I think it's the the greatest thing. I've always wondered how much time Jesus has when people ask him questions to when he responds. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You oh, read the yeah. Bible and you're like, how it, long it seems did you like pause? It's immediate, yeah. But you're right. It seems yeah. like it, but I'm always like, yeah. mm, I'm sure he sat there and went, I'm going to let you hear your own question in your head first after you've said it out loud, and then I'm going to answer it. I always wonder that. And and a great example of that is when Jesus says, why do you call me good? Yeah. Right? You know there's a long pause after that. You know they have to think on that for a long time. Yes. And go, why did he ask that question? Like, that's true. That is All those little things, nuances Mm -hmm. about the Bible that we Mm -hmm. just don't know. Yeah. All the space for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. It was so good. We have talked. Have for we? 50 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Did we get anything useful so in that? So good, yes. Though? I think I'm we've sure. heard that David Fuquay needs to lead a marriage. He already I, does. Mar- well, on Strength Finders. Oh. I, I think he needs to do is, a Couples Strength Finders seminar. seminar. So there is a book. It's written by the guy, the pastor at Gateway, and it is on marriage and strengths. And I, I don't remember the name of it off law, the top of my love, head. Law, love, law. I have it at our house. Oh, do you? It's a great book. So it's a strengths finder book mm-hmm. that's that's also about marriage and how you relate to one another. So if you're interested in that topic, definitely go that way. But let me say one more thing before we leave. Uh, I really believe that God has called us all to give him glory and honor in a certain specific way. And so if there's anything that we as a church can do to help people find that, we want to come alongside you. And it's not just assessments. It's also experimenting. It's also, hey, I'm going to jump into this and see if I have a passion for this, to see if I have some skills in this. So look for what you're passionate about. Look for where you're skilled. And then look for feedback. That's the big thing. I don't think I would be here today if other people didn't have input into my life and say, let me give you some feedback of what went well. And what didn't go so well. And so that steered the course of my life, just kind of listening to to feedback. So it's not just about the assessments. I think the assessments help give you language, but it really God has created us uniquely in a certain way. And we want to bring glory and honor to him by using what he has given us in order to serve him. So I 
Our next Rub, podcast can be on feedback. For sure. <laughs> I absolutely think that. I would just say mm-hmm. we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. But as we ended then, if you're somebody, how do you know if you're good at taking feedback or not? I think it's a, so a gut check, right? So, yeah. And how do you do that? That's yeah. what I'm asking. Well, good yeah, or bad. Sure. Can we do both? Like how are sure. you know if you're, how good, do you know if you're good or bad at taking feedback? Yeah. So here's, here's what I believe about America right now. We have lost the ability to reflect. Mm-hmm. Reflection Preach. is probably the most important thing you can do. How and why am I responding the way I'm doing? I'm responding to that feedback, mm-hmm. positive or negative. Mm-hmm. But if you're loving the feedback, stop. And say, well, why is that? What What is this really about going on inside me? If you're negatively reacting to the feedback, stop. Why am I triggered by this type of feedback? What is it touching? Reflection is the most important thing in a spiritual life, but it is also the most important thing in finding your purpose. You have to reflect on what did I like about that? What I didn't like about that? Am I passionate about that? Am I not passionate about that? Am I using what God has given me? You you only discover that through reflection. And if you live a life that is so full of noise and so full of activity that you can never reflect, then you are never going to find what God has truly given you. So good. Yeah, because if you don't reflect too, you don't grow. Right. You can't. So you just stay I think it's impossible. St- just yeah. stuck in the mud kind of mentality. And maybe you're not in mud and you're not sinking, but you're not moving forward. You're not walking. Stagnant. In. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it's so key because if you're only focused on survival or you're mm. only focused on safety, you're only focused on just getting through. Protecting your resources, day, protecting what you have. Exactly. You lose the thought of what God is doing in you and through you. Mm-hmm. And you, you, there needs to be times of rest. There needs to be times of celebration. But really, both of those have to be times of reflection to say, God, what have you done? What are you Mm -hmm. doing? And why am I this way? In a positive way to Mm -hmm. say, God, you've given me something. You've created something in me. How can I use this better for your glory? It only comes through reflection in my mind. And there's some ladies listening going, I am in a season of chaos. I can't reflect. And that's fine. But I think it's when you're in a season and a season and a season. It becomes a life. Yes, because there are women that it's like, Girlfriend, you got to chill out. You got to trim some of the fat in your life because you're in chaos all the time. And they'll even speak it out of their mouth, not even realizing it. And being able to go like it, maybe to ask someone, hey, is this me? Am I in a season of chaos? That's or just what I go, would wonder. Who can you go ask and be ready to receive that but, from? Okay, time out. Hey, Which Debbie, I think it would be good. Do you think I'm in a season? I think uh, you could go ask certain people, but that yes. person might go, oh, mm-mm, not going to be honest with her. Not going to be honest. Well, that's true too. Because how, when you were, were raising your kids, you were like, you tell me when my kid does bad. You tell me when my kid does this. I've done that to a couple people and they have turned their back on me and been like, I can't believe you would say that about my kid. And so, so I've had to learn to go, not everybody is the same to way. give or take that's feedback. Right. Well, they don't want that kind of relationship. Right. Yes. So brother Lawrence wrote a book. Uh, I think it was called practicing the presence of God. Hmm. And um, he wrote a letter basically to another monk. He was a monk in the uh, medieval times. And in the letter, he basically said this. He basically said, I have figured out a way to have communion with God throughout my entire day. When my hands, he was a dishwasher. When my hands are washing dishes, I speak to God. Mm. His reflection was in the midst of activity. Mm. So I'm not saying that the absence of activity leads you to reflection because you could be 
not doing anything mm-hmm. and completely tuned out to mm-hmm. what's going on That's inside true. you. Mm-hmm. Brother Lawrence is saying, I've figured out how to be in communion with God constantly, mm-hmm. even though my hands are doing something else. And so I would say if you find yourself in a chaotic season, maybe, maybe it's because of kids, maybe it's because of other things, figure out a way that you can have an ongoing conversation with God in your head. Build reflection Build somewhere. Because it's really what you're talking about is emotional chaos, right? It's kind of even a little bit. So maybe your chaotic life may lead to chaotic Mm -hmm. emotions. But what you're saying, David, is find times when you're doing those mundane tasks. Well, don't you remember them telling you you when you're... Laundry and all this. Like you're praying over... Like when you're... At Fold home. your kids' clothes and, and you yes, pray. and you're thanking or you're praying and you're having that communion the old with school Lord. kind of mom yes. stuff, which was fun. It was helpful loading for the me. dishwasher, yeah. mm-hmm. driving exactly. in the car by yourself to go get said human to come back, but praying mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah, and I, I, you know, along with reflection is also being aware of your emotions. Hmm. You know, if you can track your own emotions, you can say, "Hey, I'm angry." And this is kind of what triggered me, or I'm I'm really passionate right now. I'm really joyful right now. What what has led to that. Mm-hmm. I think the reflection and the emotional awareness, it really helps a lot of people. It's good. So good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to have to have Let's you pause on again. Reflect on that for yes, a minute, we're pause. <laughs> um, we're going to have to have you on again. Cause I think, um, there's other things we were wanting to talk about and, um, Great. strengths and marriage and all that topic that we got on today was fabulous. Michelle um, will come back so next time. Well, that would, would be she fun. want to? I don't know. Let's ask I'm her. Ask Let's her. find out. Yeah. I would Do love that. Together. Yes. We have a fourth w- microphone we can pull out. We can just put it right here. <laughs> or we can separate you if we need to. We can put <laughs> one of us between if that would be better. <laughs> but thank you so much, mm-hmm. David, for coming on. And um, we it. will have you back. But um, until next time, everybody, this is Noisy Narratives Out. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.